Algar Productions. Algar Productions. And now the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Matt Robotham as Aaron Fawcett, Mark Bosco as Case Cutchington, Sabrina Snyder as Thelma Stanwyck, and Amanda Smith as Ravina Donovan Takahashi Sorrentino von Schmidt. Previously, Ravina Donovan, I just said this name, you know who I mean, the slightly unstable woman who tends to the very landlocked Contentment Corner's lighthouse. Previously, Ravina became aware of a proposed measure to close her lighthouse. Leaping into action, she attired herself in what she believed to be the appropriate seduction attire and laid in wait in the office of Mayor Oscar Tyranus. We join her now as the mayor enters his office and finds her waiting. Almost forgot my thermos. And, uh, oh, Ravina, I didn't see you there. Hello, Oscar. I'm surprised you didn't come in through the window. <laughs> window? We're on the second floor. Oh, I know your type. Always making an entrance on leathery wing, or seeping under the door in a menacing mist, or a sloshing sea of rats. Rats? Where? That's disgusting. Why would I turn into rats? I mean, I don't turn into anything. I've got a sloshing sea of rats for you. I'm here to get my thermos. Ravina, I know I say my door is always open, but it's more of a metaphor. Rodent control is downstairs. They open at 9 a.m. If you have some sort of emergency, you can call the sheriff. <gasps> oh, I've got an emergency, and I'm ready to share, if you're interested. I'm not. Oh, um, right. Your type plays by certain rules, don't they? Well, consider yourself invited to enter. Are your hips giving you trouble? They seem to be gyrating. Is that a stake in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Why would I have meat in my pocket? N no, I meant like a stake of wood. But if you've got meat in your pocket... I don't have anything in my pocket. I don't appreciate your implication, madam. And if I were a vampire, which I'm not, why would I have the one implement of my destruction in my pocket? Maybe you like to unlive dangerously. Which is why you're out so close to sunrise. I've been stuck in a bureaucratic quagmire all night. And I'm a dedicated civil servant, not a vampire, so it doesn't matter. Look, I can tell from your ham-fisted attempts at seduction you obviously want something from me. As your mayor, I'm here for you. What is your concern, citizen? I need the lighthouse. Can we dispense with the innuendos? No, the actual lighthouse. I need it to be kept open. You must help me. Budget items need to pass a council vote, Ravina. I'm sorry, but as mayor, I cannot move unilaterally. You'll need to plead your case with them. Are you sure this can't convince you? As sure as I was before, I'm extra sure now. Oh, well, I'll, I'll just leave then. Please be sure to clean up the buttons. Uh, yes, yes, uh, on my way out. And six blocks east of this scene, in the town museum, we find the shady Case Cutchington where we left him, making a shady proposal to the museum's curator, Joe Conklin. So let me get this straight, Mr. Cutchington. You say you can locate and procure the much-sought-after thigh-bone of St. Corby, the patron saint of cleanliness. That's right. You may have heard I'm going to be marrying Ottawa St. Corby soon. 
yes, I do seem to recall the entire town being scandalized by you not showing up for that. The last time it was supposed to happen. I was overcome by events. Undoubtedly. Yeah, this neckbone has been in her family since medieval times, apparently. To be clear, we're talking about the thigh bone of St. Corby, which, legend has it, is imbued with extraordinary cleansing powers on a spiritual level. Not a neck bone. Well, it's it's all connected, right? Uh, the hip bone's connected to the neck bone. I've looked at a number of illustrations of St. Corby, uh, Mr. Cutchington, and I think you've been sorely misinformed about his anatomy. <sighs> Look, do you want this thing or not? Of course I do. If there's any truth to the myths, that thigh bone is essentially a cosmic get-out-of-jail-free card. Carrying it is like preemptively confessing your sins to a priest— So you're immediately absolved of all sins and given instant front-of-line access to heaven. Right, so you figure it's probably worth, what, eight bucks? Tell you what, I'll make it an even ten. And I'll let you into the museum at half price on Wednesdays. Whoa, the student rate. You don't miss around, Mr. Conklin. Well, I'm a man who takes history very seriously. You'll be hearing from me again very soon. I can hardly wait. Uh, Good night, Mr. Cutchington. I realize the chances that he actually has access to St. Corby's thigh bone are basically zero. But if he does actually come through somehow, I could get every one of these infertile ghosts out of my life with one fell swoop. Then I could stop lying to my fiancé about being haunted by the living spirits of every non-living U.S. president and get on with my life. Ah, here we are. Let's see. Sought by a number of powerful men through the ages, including President Warren G. Harding, who conducted a clandestine search for the relic in late 1921. Critics referred to this botched operation as Harding's folly. Oh, no. I guess we weren't finished with me after all. Son of a bitch! Meanwhile, across town, Joe's longtime fiancée, Thelma Stanwyck, continues in her quest to discover the very thing that Joe doesn't want her to discover. Honestly, he just said that. Are you even paying attention? Having spoken with the sheriff and determining that he has no criminal record, Thelma now finds herself faced with the unpleasant prospect of phoning the one person who might have some insights into Joe's past. His mother. All right, Thelma. You can do this. Nope. It's just, she's going to turn this around on me. I'll start asking her a couple of basic questions about my fiancé, for whom I'm rightfully concerned, and she'll have me apologizing to her by the end of it. But I know I can do this. I'm a reporter. I've interviewed politicians, condemned criminals. I just got back from lightly rebuffing the advances of a flirtatious cyborg. I've been in Contentment Corner for 11 years, and I've handled everything this place can throw at me. This is just one normal human woman. Ugh, why can't I do this? Let's take a different approach here. Mary wouldn't let something like a terrifying future mother-in-law intimidate her. Just handle this the way that Mary would handle it. All right, let's make some inroads with this in-law and we can find out what's going on. In my boyfriend.
Hello, Mrs. Conklin. Thelma Stanwyck here. I'd like to ask you a few questions about your son. I beg your pardon? Who is this? Mrs. Conklin? Uh, uh, Rose? It's me, Thelma. Thelma? Thelma who? Oh, Joey's girl. Why on earth are you talking like that? Listen up, Rose. That bouncing baby boy of yours is bouncing yours truly right out of the cohabitation zone. Which is out of bounds in this bounce game. Come again? He's hiding something, this son of yours. See? And I aim to find what he's hiding, I plumb reckon. Well, now, see here. I've always found it to be pleasant enough. A little too pleasant, to be perfectly honest. Maybe even a little bit dull. But you're the least weird person I've heard of in that cuckoo town of yours. And until today, I thought Joe had made the least horrible choice for himself, given the available options. But now... Well, I don't know what they're putting in the water down there in contentment corners. It's corner, ma'am. Singular, not plural. But if this is how things are going to be for poor little Joe, I'm not so sorry you two are having trouble. If that's even what you're trying to say to me right now. Rose, listen. I'm sorry. Honestly, I feel a little intimidated talking to you sometimes, and I was just trying something. Something that clearly didn't work. I didn't mean any disrespect. I just... Joe's hiding something, and he won't tell me what it is. That's generally how people hide things, yes. He tells me everything's fine, but clearly everything is not fine. And beyond my own selfish motives, I'm a bit worried for him. My boy grew up to be a good man. He's trustworthy, loyal, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. I think you left out Sneezy and Doc. Oh, and if this phone conversation is any indication, he also has the patience of a saint. I have no idea why Joey decided to move to that town full of freaks and monstrosities, but I can assure you he has absolutely nothing to hide. He's probably the only normal person in all the contentment corners. All right. Thank you for your time. Sorry to have bothered you. You're damned right you are. Good night, Thelma. Damn it! How does she do that? And at the radio station SVFM... Program director Aaron Fawcett continues to deal with the frustration of being unable to leave the building or contact anyone of any value in the outside world. That was somebody doing something. It's a song, so it's probably about love. Who cares? It's 10 at night on a Wednesday. What was that? Hello? Vatican? Mr. Lord Gordon? Aaron? Okay. No, okay, not listening, audience. It looks like the hours are starting to catch up on your boy here because I could swear I... Huh. Apparently I have some ad copy to read here. Which is odd because I am literally the only person working in this station. A fact you may be familiar with from my recent on-air poem, I am trapped in this radio station, send help. Alright, well, let's see here. Today's show is brought to you by Winchester Tires. The hell? Okay, fine. Winchester Tires, a quality tire for a quality auto heritage on our list direction. right back after this. Hello, Joe. Oh, Thelma. Hi. How 
is it that, no matter how carefully I sneak up on you, you're never startled when I do? Why are you trying to sneak up on me? Don't answer a question with a question. Only reporters and guilty teenagers use that technique. Listen, honey, I, I don't mean to be rude, but I have a lot going on right now. What could you possibly have going on this late at night? At the museum for this town that isn't even a hundred years old? An emergency in very recent history? And, more to the point, what could be more important than your fiancé, who is growing increasingly frustrated with your evasiveness, your elusiveness, and your... your... My effervescence? Shut up! Stop trying to be charming right now! I'm trying to be angry, and I've had about enough of your wry wit and your stupid boyish smile. I could knit my brow furtively and uh, talk in a low, gravelly voice. Uh, But I imagine that won't solve whatever's going on here. I need you to tell me what is going on in your life. Well, uh, I was at the town meeting, which you also attended. We discussed a number of important budgetary concerns and entertained a proposal to close the lighthouse. Then I came here to the museum to get some work done. That uh, Cutchington fellow, who's supposed to be marrying Ottawa St. Corby, stopped by about an hour ago and tried to sucker me into some obvious con. That made me a little nervous, so I called Jimmy in on his night off to watch the place while I went home. And then my fiance showed up to fling her tiny... Ow! Her tiny but surprisingly powerful fist at me. You're hiding something. I tried asking you directly, and that didn't work. The cops didn't have anything, and your mother was... your mother. You talk to my mother? That's how seriously I'm taking this. You have my deepest sympathies for having gone through that. You're doing it again! What are you hiding, Joseph Francisco Conklin? Not my middle name, obviously. All right, listen, I I do have some complications in my life. I've been trying to make them go away on my own, but now I may have something that will expedite the process. That's all you're going to give me, huh? That, and a charming boyish smile. Go to hell! (sighs) That could have gone better. Are you done now? We have earthly affairs to settle, young man. I am not going to take orders from a man who cheated on his wife with a woman named Nan. Well, Mr. Mayor, I guess O-negative isn't your type. No matter. Politicians aren't really my preference either, as it happens. What I need to do is to go back to what works. Back to the basics. Let's see here. Detective C. Sleuth. Sleuths C. Roper. Roper, really? All right, let's see. Roper, steer. Roper, hemp. Is everything in this phone book listed under Roper? Here we are. CD Investigations. We're definitely from here. Ah, good, a local. Well, Mr. or Mrs. C.D., you're about to get a visit from a dame. Maybe I should get young Jadley to sew these buttons back on first. Meanwhile, back at the museum, Jim the security guard makes a startling discovery. Whoa, now, this is quite a discovery. I'd go as far as to say I'm downright startled by this discovery here. Yeah, uh, hi hi there, old glory. Uh, It's Jim here, uh, down to the museum. Uh, Can can you put me through to the sheriff, please? Thank you, dear. Oh, uh, uh, hello, sheriff. 
It's uh, Jim here, down to the museum. Uh, listen, I don't want to alarm you, Sheriff, but that uh, Cutchington fella... Uh, yeah, c- uh, c- uh, c- uh, Case. Uh, uh, he came through here earlier this evening, and... Uh, well, I'm just going over the security footage now. It seems he's made off with quite a lot of... Well, now, well, now, now I wouldn't call them valuable items, exactly. But he's basically stuck every darn thing that wasn't nailed down into his pockets. Uh, ashtrays, uh, a Xeroxed copy of the town charter, several handfuls of change from our donation jar, the rascal. Uh, if I were you, Sheriff, I'd send every available man after this fella and give orders to shoot him on sight. Oh, sure, maybe you can bring him in for questioning. Yeah, that, that, that'd work, too. Uh, I don't want to tell you how to run your department there. Episode 5 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as Case Cutchington, Randall Cleveland as Mayor Oscar Tyranus, Robert Cooper as the narrator, Caitlin Obum as Mrs. Conklin, Amanda Smith as Ravina, Sabrina Snyder as Thelma Stanwyck, Jason Wallace as Joe Conklin and Jimmy the Security Guard, and Ron Algarwatt as President Warren G. Harding. It was written by Ron Algarwatt with Randall Cleveland, Matt Robotham, and Amanda Smith. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2016. To be clear, we're talking about the thigh bone of St. Corby, which... Hold on. Shut up.